I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Effort Podcast for Round 10 2021. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me a man who is very disappointed with Michael Christian, it's Adam Rosenbachs. G'day Michael, g'day Junk Timers, I uh, hope you're having a great week and it's just it's disappointing to start off on this note, the MRO. I can see it on your face, a... I can see it on your face, yeah. I know, you, you know I didn't want to talk about it, but it's just, it's been the, the hot talking point of the week. The MRO, I've had an absolute fucking shocker. Now Nick Holman, uh, Gold Coast Suns player, laid a tackle on Mitch Duncan, Duncan got concussed out of the tackle and he's got two weeks for a rundown tackle from behind. And can I just say, MRO, match review officer, Michael Christian, what the fuck are you doing? Why did he only get two weeks? This is an eight-week suspension. Yep. If, possibly a season. Like you, Michael, we have to stamp tackling out of this game. I think if we're going <laughs> to get, if you're going to get people, um, you know, you want kids on board, you want the yep. women's game to grow, we need to make it so safe that no one can ever get hurt again on this field that we play our great game on, Michael. That's where I'm standing at. You make a good point. I mean, mm. you know, there are, there are parents with kids in the in the stands, and when oh they see it, they see a player tackle another player. How do, how do you explain that kind Ugh. of stuff to your kids? Like, how do you uh, how do you look them in the eye and you know explain what a tackle is? I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's out of line. Kids are frightened. They mm. see that out in the field. They're like, oh, I don't want to play this game. Like when you see a contested mark, you just go, Oh, that is ugly. That is yeah, ugly. No, it yuck. should be an it's uncontested yuck. mark where you're alone inside 50. Perhaps you get a Joe the Goose handball over the top yep. for a goal. That's the way our great mm-hmm. game has been built. And the AFL had its chance to put its foot down, to stamp it out once and for all. And they've fucking missed the mark. And, you know, there's every chance that Nick Holman may get off. And that will send a fucking horrific message to the... You know where it hurts most? The lower leagues, Michael. They will, <laughs> they just, will think... It, it, it just trickles down, doesn't it, Adam? It filters down, mate. It filters down. Like, you will drive past a game uh, on a suburban ground and you will see children, boys and girls, tackling each other. And it's just... It's just... I, I don't know oh, if I can... God. We yeah. might have to... We might have to pull this podcast. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I feel like there needs to be uh, a lot of change to the AFL. And it starts at the top, Adam. It starts at the top, it does. okay? We need it. We does. need to have Gil go on national TV right now and say that tackling is not on in this great game of Australian rules. I'm sick of it. You, you think of some of the, the, the greater tackles that you've ever seen. Like even, even Heath Shaw running up from behind to smother Nick Rewald's goal in the 2010 grand final. I don't want to say that sort of stuff. Because Nick Rewald didn't know he was there. Yeah, so sure. I think, no, no, you know no warning. No warning. No warning. And that's what happened with Nick Holman and Mitch Duncan. You know what they should have now? Players have bells on their <laughs> shoes so you know where they are at all times. So even mm-hmm. though the crowd can be like getting all excited that he's coming up behind you here, tickle, 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 you're like, fucking get rid of the ball. And therefore, yeah, yeah, fair no, none of this sneaky sniper bullshit from behind. 
Um, so what do you reckon? I reckon Holman will probably appeal, and I reckon they'll probably drop it, surely. They're, they're definitely appealing it, and you would have to think that he gets off. Like, the thing is, they've created this rule that they go, well, as soon as you're concussed, it's um, all on you. The onus is on you. You chose to, you know, usually it's you chose to bump. But this time he chose to tackle and he did everything right. Wasn't it yeah, chicken I've wing? A, I think I've only seen it in slow motion form, but uh, it done. If I remember correctly, it, it wasn't a two action tackle. No, single action, which is the best kind of tackle, and he got the free kick for it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome though. But I mean, I remember, I remember. I think I've said this before in the in the twenty thirteen grand final, Sirrioli got a holding the ball, kicked a goal, and then got two weeks for a chicken wing. So that does happen oh, every right. now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you can get a free kick and then kind of they go, oh no, actually that that shouldn't happen. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's it creates Adam a scary precedent mm. if uh, if that gets mm, two does. weeks. It really does. And and Lockie Plowman's one as well on the weekend. Uh, Carlton beating the Hawks. Da 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 da. Um, mm. Did you watch the Did you watch the game on the weekend? Yeah, Michael? yeah, yeah. No, I hung in there, mate. Hung in there, mate. Uh, shootout, classic. Uh, we'll go down in the annals of uh, one of Carlton's greatest victories of all time. More like the annals. It was that uh, bad a <laughs> game. But, um, and your fucking low dog player, Kyle Hardigan, what was with that elbow uh, to, to... Yeah, don't touch Sammy Walsh like that, mate. I think there is a bit of that, actually. I think it was because it was him, actually, as well. People were like, bit like, don't touch him, don't touch him. But uh, what do you reckon you get for that? Three weeks? He got three weeks for that. Oh, so that already happened. He yeah, got, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he, he got instantly. But that that was an interesting one before we get on to the Lockie Plowman one. That actually got picked up by someone in the crowd behind yeah. the goals, because that's where all the great vision is, who yeah, was yeah. recording it on their phone and put it out on socials, and then everyone else picked up on it, because the AFL didn't have it in their initial list of um, incidents to be looked at, to be reviewed. So, Chriso, what the fuck are you doing on the Saturday Arvo, mate? You just fucking... He just goes through the list. He goes, oh, mate, feed up on Saturday night, love. We're going out to dinner. i got no work on. I reckon in Chriso's defence, he turned off the game at halftime as well, so he didn't really <laughs> want to watch stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, so they didn't have any uh, behind-the-goals footage, and then some low-dog, dirty fan uh, mm. put it out there that, uh, Hardigan, uh, uh, keep that to yourself, mate. Don't be a rat. Like, you're ruining a man's life. You're ruining a man's career. This Carlton <laughs> fan is destroying, yes. destroying Hawthorne. Yeah, good. Destroying Kyle Hardigan's shit last fucking year at Hawthorne. What a shame. But <laughs> back to Lockie Plowman. He yep. collided with Jaeger O'Meara. Jager? Jager. 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 Collided with him, and he's been given two weeks. And Carlton are basically saying, well, he was going for the spoil. He actually got a fist on the ball. Yep. Ipso facto, can't be found guilty, even though O'Meara, um, you know, went off and didn't finish the game, did he? Um, if I remember correctly, not, no. I think he was pronounced dead and then Sunday pronounced alive again. Yeah, no, it's actually sad. I went to Jager's funeral on Sunday morning. Oh, right. Yep, yeah, yep. it was very moving. Um, that uh, would have been. A lot of funny speeches. Uh, a lot, a lot of, of stories about his son of the Gold Coast. <laughs> 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 hey, then, okay, on top of that then, okay, mm. uh, question about notice, that the final seconds Ooh. of the Adelaide-Melbourne game, yes. uh, the deliberate that was not given... Was that deliberate? Because it did genuflect. Genuflect. <laughs> it did deviate off the hand of the um, the Melbourne player, Charlie Spargo. Yes. No. Mm. The AFL have come out and said that they got that wrong, and I think that was just a case of an umpire 
wanting to live another week. <laughs> Can you imagine, right? There's 50,000 fucking in a, in a game like that. As and if it's you're like, not what, 15 seconds left? Yeah. As if and you're it, not influenced by that. Like you, you yeah. are hearing the most heinous shit said about you and your family, even though they probably don't know who your family are. In the back of your mind, you're going, just don't fucking pay. Yeah, sure. And I mean, they, we say they don't know who the family is. They'll find out. They'll find out <laughs> oh, soon yeah. enough. No. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be, they'll be uh, Crow supporters at his house before he gets back from uh, the Adelaide Oval. That's actually a good question, actually. Question without notice again. Do you think umpires are in the phone book? Do you think they get told to kind of stick clear of that kind of stuff? Okay, so you say phone book, which, you know, is obviously an older notion. But yeah. does the white pages still exist online? Uh, yeah, because then then it would have. But would your mo- like? I don't have a home phone. No, anymore. no, me neither. No, me neither. No, no. It'd be I'd purely landlines. And I think if I remember correctly, back in the day, uh, you had to opt out. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, th- let's just go to white pages now, and I'll see if I can find Ray Chamberlain. And I feel like maybe I feel like maybe uh, it was the person whose name was on the bill. That yes, got that sounds named. about right. Yeah. yeah. So wait a second. So did, had, did, it have, did it have your full address, or did it just have your suburb? No, I had your full now. address back in the day. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> that sounds yeah, like a horrible if, idea. <laughs> I suppose though, if you were really, um, I don't know. I, I guess back in the day, yeah, the umpires must have had people come around to their houses. That would have happened all the time. Because remember, you had to, like you said, you had to opt out of being in the book. So it was like, you know, politicians and stuff probably wouldn't be listed. Yeah. It would be an unlisted yeah. number. Because remember, there was a, a service you could ring up and you'd be like, hey, what's Michael Chamberlain's number? This is the address. And they go, here's the number. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. So I've typed in Chamberlain R, current location. I don't know where he lives. So let's see what comes up. It would just come yeah. up a bunch of... There's a whole... It, Chamberlain's a very popular name. Why don't you read out... Read out all of the R Chamberlains and just one of our lists. This is might just kind of go and have, you know pay a visit just on the off chance. Yeah, process of elimination. All right. Yeah, is he? Does he live in Ashwood? Does he live in Caulfield South? Is he in Corryong or Montrose? Mount Mount Camel. Where the fuck is Mount Camel? I reckon he'd be Caulfield South. Give you address. Or Rippleside <laughs> or Churnside Park or Garfield or Werribee or Blair. No, no he wouldn't be coming from Blair. Gary. Yeah, he'd be closer to town, I think. Yeah, I would have thought so. Uh, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of chambos getting around. It's a shame. Mm. Although these are all mm. the R ones, I think we're pretty much done. Okay, okay. I wonder if it's under Razor. Yeah. So then, okay. So it was it was difficult for the Adelaide player by the fact that we'll get back to uh, not talking about the white pages and umpires, <laughs> but um, but a, a, a difficult one for the Adelaide player by the fact that if he uh, puts it through for a behind, it's a draw. And so he has to kind of play this very yes. delicate thing where he has to kind of well, I want to put it out of bounds, but I can't. I can't be too obvious about it. But then it did actually deflect off the Melbourne player's hand. So, like... Yes, but... Is now the last touched? At that, but at that speed and at that time, you couldn't see that. Like, that had no, to, no, they no. had to get, like, three different, um, you know, camera angles for that to be able to tell that. So, so the umpire should have paid deliberate... I mean, they've paid... Kicks that have gone fifty-five meters and have taken a shit bounce as deliberate. Oh, like, dude, they've paid. They've paid like um, uh, just miss kicks, you know, as deliberate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So the theory that umpire should have been uh, hung, drawn, and quartered uh, in the middle yes, of the ground. And, yeah, and tossed into the torrents off, <laughs> off the, the world-famous footbridge. 
I think that would have been nice. Speaking of people who are in a bit of trouble in South Australia, Great Jack, Link. Watts, Jack Watts. Jack Watts had a an arrest warrant out for him for a part of the afternoon. It's been it's been withdrawn. So basically, he got in a car crash just before the end of his career. Mm. No coincidence. And he apparently drove off and didn't leave his details and stuff. And so he was um, supposed um, just to... very quickly though. I'd um i I'm going to fancy a, a hot tip that um he was texting. <laughs> Maybe he was going to someone's house. Who knows? <laughs> it was in the afternoon, and apparently he was supposed to appear in the Adelaide Magistrates Court today. Didn't, and they said we can't find him. And so an arrest warrant was put out uh, for a short period of time. They obviously. Um, we're able to find him. I don't know. I reckon Jack Watts would be pretty easy to track down. Like maybe just check any interchange bench around Australia. <laughs> you know, nightclubs. Have they checked all the nightclubs? You know, he's he's not a he's not a hard man to find. Jack Watts. No, you're right. Um, did they check the um local swimming pools in the area? Was <laughs> he? Yeah, <laughs> but it has been withdrawn. So I think they either contacted him or they. The part of the fact was that he because he had moved to Victoria. They yeah. didn't know where he was, and I think maybe they even maybe they sent the notice to his old address. Clearly, clearly, he's not that fucking hard to find. Like, could you imagine today? Like, you're Jack Watts. Your phone just blows up because people are going, "Mate, the fucking the South Australian police are after you." There's a warrant for your arrest, Jack, and he just goes, "Fucking hell, mate! I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get on a boat to Greece. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of this country, man. I'm a wanted man. I almost actually have to go to court for something like that." didn't sound like a ridiculous thing. Like, I think he just kind of nudged another car, I think. like it was And then drove off, though. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, okay. The driving off, mate. But you, don't, can't, you, can't, you can't be just driving off, mate. Don't you, you can't be, don't you you do can't that be all doing the, the original drive-by. Hmm. Hey, um, Adam, our Patreon and merch. We love our junk time support. Yeah, we want to say thank you so much to all the people on Patreon who do um, hit us up and uh, chuck us a little bit of coin. Thank you very much. Very kind of you. Uh, you can head to Patreon. Uh, we're going to get this right one day. Patreon.com yes. slash, slash junk, time AF- junk Time AFL Pod. There we go. Perfect. Jeez, the lack of confidence you said that with. So it's uh, <laughs> Patreon.com uh, slash Junk Time AFL Pod. And we do love your support. So thank you for everyone who's helped us out over the last year and a half. We have really appreciated it. And it, it, you just help the, the podcast keep going strong. And then also our merch, our stubby holders, I'm chipping out. Are you chipping out? It's Gatorade Bukaki time. I heart the footbridge. Um, yes. There's a whole bunch of stuff there and they can be found at? Junktime.bigcartel.com. So jump on there, grab your, um, grab your, we had a couple of orders in from last week. I haven't got to them as yet, just letting you know, uh, junk timers, but I will be sending them out this week. I was uh, very um, drunk last week, so I didn't get them out, but I'll be, I'll be sending them out. Jumper punches. All round for any postie who gets him in late. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, we haven't said it for a while. But yeah, obviously, there's. I think there's a $7 charge that we can't get around. No matter in Australia, where, no matter where you are, there's a $7 mm. postage fee that we can't get around. And so we do encourage you, when you do get your delivery, just give the postie a little jumper punch just to let him know you're angry. Also, just check when you're jumper punching him, if he goes to deck, maybe um, just check if he's got a Cartier watch on. Because he may have gotten himself a bit of a bonus if he was a really, really good postie. So you go, oh, fucking down he goes. Off the uh, off the hand with the watch, you're, fucking, you're five grand up. Well, on the topic of that, man, it's all happening at the uh, Collingwood board level. Oh, man. What is going on at Collingwood? It's fucking great, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's, it's it, fun. It couldn't happen to a nice bunch of people. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? It's like... Um, 
You know when Saddam, they got rid of Saddam Hussein and then there was this power mm. vacuum and Iraq was just fucked for years and ISIS came in and all this sort of shit. That's exactly what's happened since Eddie's been gone. Like they toppled the, they toppled the dictator and there's been like, they've got like a, a puppet president in at the moment, Mark Corder, and everyone's going, mate, you're fucking doomed. Like no one thinks he's going to be president next year. That's actually a really good analogy, actually. That's a really good analogy. Um, that, you know, Eddie was like the big statue that the US troops kind of pulled yeah, down. Yeah, Everyone exactly. started whacking them with shoes. <laughs> Everyone from AFL House is jumping on it and Carolyn Wilson's <laughs> hitting her with a shoe and shit. But now, now it's just fucking... Like, they've, they've got a board member on. Dr. Uh, Bridie O'Donnell got on on Friday and then that fucking blew up. Yeah, uh, so people kind of weren't quite sure whether she was actually a Collingwood supporter. I think the mm. thing I was reading that she said she was more of a fan of the AFLW and supported a multiple group, bunch of clubs. Yes. Um, or a supporter of the league in general. Uh, yeah. And then they said in their Collingwood constitution that you have to be a member for two years to be on the board or to be able to vote at least. So she can't vote until the end of this <laughs> year, I believe. Because yeah, she so hasn't been a member for two years. There. So she's sitting in yeah. the meetings, yeah. Which, you know... If you are going to be a, a, a member, you, you want to have all the all the good bits. You know, where they go, oh, we're going to do this, and then um, can you sit out of this? And you're like, I really would like a say in this. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I mean, should we get all the good bits in terms of, like, you know, free feed and stuff like that, going to dinners and all that kind of jazz? There'd be a lot That's of uh, events to go to. Um, President's but I, lunches. I do feel like it's something that you should probably look into before you do appoint someone to the board. Uh, can they vote? <laughs> I think that'd be <laughs> just a handy, like... Yeah, I think I feel like that's oh, like mate. one of the rudimentary things you should be able to do. <laughs> where were you when Where were you when Collingwood needed you? Yeah, you fuck, man. Sat, you sat on your hands, didn't you? You didn't help him out. You're like, oh, I could say something here, but I'll keep quiet. I'll so, work it out. I can't remember what I was watching, but they were saying it's basically a case of uh, not if, but when Jeff Brown becomes president. Okay. Oh, um, you got to feel for Mark Corder. Tell me what Mark Corder has done wrong. I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, Tom Brown is Jeff Brown's son. Do you know that? Did yeah, I mention I that do. last week? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and so, I like it. And so they, uh, they, okay, okay. So Jeff Brown wants to come in and kind of shake up the board. He's got a bunch yes. of people he wants to bring in and the board's going, no, we don't want to be sh- shook up. Okay. We don't. Now there's a shook supporter. Free. There's Collingwood supporter whose name escapes me, but he's been going around trying to connect, uh, collect uh, signatures at games from the members yes. who can call for the extraordinary general meeting. So it's not every member. There's a particular tier of membership that you have to have before right? you can okay. do that vote. Yeah. And you know what I love about it? It's not just a general meeting. It's an extraordinary. That just when it, when you chuck the e in there, when you go, oh mate, what kind of what kind of general meeting is it? You go, is it a big one? You go, bigger than that, mate. What is it, a large one? Oh, dude, you got fucking no idea, mate. It's extraordinary. I actually hadn't never heard that phrase before. I didn't know that was actually a thing. But then you think about it. If like if there are like 2,000 Collingwood fans showing up at a general meeting, yeah. it is going to be <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> so he has a petition outside the ground. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think... Oh, fucking, you'd, you'd want to be there, wouldn't you? So he was taking the signatures. I feel like he might have been told at the game on the weekend that he couldn't take the signatures. He couldn't do that outside the MCG. I, I, might, be, I might be making that up, but I feel like I'm right. But Michael Corder... That sounds like bullshit without notice, man. ...has said that he's going to meet up with this fan who is taking the signatures. And I can yeah. safely say Michael Corder has absolutely <laughs> no Mark desire... Corder. 
my, uh, sorry, uh, has no desire to be in the same room as this bloke. Like, absolutely <laughs> no desire. And he's got to walk in. And, and, like, this bloke will go to the media afterwards, too, if um, oh, mate. caught it as anything out of line. So he has yeah. to walk in and just be like, oh, hey, hey, mate, I really want to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. I, I, I hear you've got some great ideas. You've got some fantastic <laughs> ideas. What's that? Bring back Mick Malthouse. Oh, that's a great idea, mate. And so it's going to be a fucking nightmare walking into the room, that bloke. But they're so passionate. And the thing is that the fact that they can call or cause an extraordinary general meeting, like they can, mm-hmm. the fact that all you need really, of 600 is not much when you have, what do they have, like 70 or 80,000 members? And I know I that not all 80, of them. Yeah, yeah I, not, I know not all of them can, um, yeah, yeah. are of that, of that level to trigger it, but still, it's not, it's not a lot, is it? Like if they're really passionate, they go, fuck yeah, we'll cause another extraordinary general meeting. We can do this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. in the charter. Fuck, man. I mean, Eddie's sitting there and just going, just, just give me the, give me the word for me to come back. Like, if he got a hint, well, if he got a hint of a grand swell, we, we want Eddie, we want Eddie. Fuck, yeah. man, he'd be back there in a second, wouldn't he? Oh, you would think so. And I, like, I've heard that uh, Jeff Brown is Eddie by proxy. Yeah, Eddie like they're, and Jason. They're, they're, yeah, they're very tight. So Eddie's like, mate, do yeah. this. This is how you run it. This is the, this is the way. This is the way we. I mean, you. I mean, us. I mean, you. Yeah, yeah. No, this is how we we run a successful club. I mean, you know, granted, yeah. we've won um, uh, uh, two premierships since 1959. But this is how you run yeah. a really <laughs> successful club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, we had a um, you know a whole uh, review about our. Um, you know, systemic racism. But apart from that, we have been a rock-solid club. Um, so, uh, Port Adelaide are a bunch of thieves. Oh, my God. What? This team. Fucking seriously, Port Adelaide. Stick with the teal. Stick, stick with the, the V-jumpers that you've got at the moment. They're good. They're not causing you any fucking trouble. There's a lot of there's a lot of jumper talk at Port, yeah. So, unfortunately, they've got their um, uh, Indigenous jumper for the um, uh, round coming up. And yep. they happened to find out that it had been ripped mm. off. Now, so yeah. I think... Uh, well, basically, it, it came through a competition that came through mm. um, uh, high schools, I believe, could, could I believe you're um, right, submit yeah. their designs. And so a young um, high school person, a student, if you will, a lot of people mm. call them students, um, submitted her design and they went, fucking great, this is awesome, and it is a really good-looking jumper. And then the person who actually designed that uh, jumper, who I think initially had it on a dress or maybe it was a painting, and she's gone, oh, okay. uh, you fucking stole it. And so once yeah, again, Port Adelaide involved in another jumper fiasco. Now, to their credit, they um, are going to use the jumper still, and the artist gave her permission and said that the high school student... Yes. She said, "You know, I don't want to make things hard enough for you anymore. You know, you've 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 owned it. You've owned it. Yeah, you've, you're you've a thief. You've, you're a fucking you've, thief. You've stepped forward. You've owned it. Yeah, um, yeah, you've owned it because you got busted. Because you're a fucking thief. Let's not forget that little bit that you fucking stole my idea. I probably wouldn't have submitted it to Port Adelaide. You won a competition with my idea. You dirty fucking thief. I think before the game, parade her around the boundary." Yeah, no. People was, need to know who the thieves of this world are. Yeah, I was I I, I was surprised when the artist did write that in the statement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Port Adelaide in their um for the finals are going to wear Andy Warhol's soup cans on their jumper. 
Oh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah and if they make the grand final, it's going to be uh, Picasso. So they're, <laughs> they're, they're, loving, they're loving just sticking up for, for young emerging artists and good on them. <laughs> you know what I think with Port Adelaide now? There's just too much issues going on with their jumpers. How about from now on, they're just skins. Oh, okay. You know, shirts, have skins, shirts yeah, skins. Sure. Yeah. Yep, yep, so yep. you just uh, sharpie the number onto their, onto their backs. You can draw on a fucking oak milk... Um, uh, sponsors logo if you want on oh, the they front. Oh, they get a tattoo. There you so go. So the players get like a tattoo Perfect. of the major sponsor on their chest, yeah. Yeah, how's that? And, and, the, and then they get a tattoo the of number. their number on the back, yeah. Yeah, so if you if you start there and you get number 49 and you're like, fuck, I don't want this number, bad luck, buddy. You're fucking 49 for life. Well, then you head to one of uh, the push-up king's uh, fine establishments and you get it covered up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get it either either lasered or uh, blow-torched off. <laughs> As is the way they handle a lot of situations in those tattoo parlours. Hey, two things I've noticed uh, of late that's being said a lot more in football that I don't reckon we've ever heard before. Now, ten years ago, had you ever heard of a syndesmosis injury? Now, is that a foot thing? It's an ankle. It's a high ankle... It, I learned today that it's a ligament, but you hear of like a syndesmosis injury, I think is when your ankle rolls the other way. Like it rolls, you know how when in. you sometimes you fall and your foot will go in and that's just an outside ankle injury. But yep. when it goes the other way and your foot rolls out and it does the ligaments on the inside, I believe that's the yep. syndesmosis. But where was that fucking 20 years ago? It was yeah, all sure. osteitis pubis. Well, where's OP gone too? Like, are they yeah. just better at managing that kind of stuff now? Or, like, or are people doing Pilates and they're getting away with it? It's a thing. Are they more flexible and they kind of... Because OP was a a groin problem, right? The groins and pelvis, yeah. Would be tightening of the groin? Yeah. I think okay. so. Yeah, and they'd have to go in and do the adductor release. They'd have to cut the muscle or whatever. Yeah. To kind of lengthen it, I suppose, to give you relief. Yes, that is correct. Because the groin was too tight. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So ha- yeah. how do you pronounce it? What's it called again? Syndesmosis. So it's an injury that, um, like, I I know of it because Mark Murphy had it a couple of years ago, but now, mm-hmm. like, almost every player this year is out with a syndesmosis injury. And the reason I bring it up is because Adam Trelaw is out with it for eight weeks and he's oh. going in for syndesmosis surgery this oh. week to release the ligament. Well, we should get in on the, on the business, mate. Like, it sounds yeah. like a money-making opportunity for junk time. We should do a quick little medical degree. Yeah, it's not we'll a Do a few idea. weeks, then we can go in and mm. start making this sweet cash. We need to like we need to get Larco in there and just you know what we need to do? We need to predict the next one, right? Because it was all about, you know, in the eighties it was the ACL and the Lars surgery and we ah, didn't yep. get in on that. And then of course OP and now syndesmosis. We need to know what's the next fucking great injury gonna be. You know, like back in the day, like it just would have been like hurt and then not hurt. Like the the, yeah. the the definitions of that kind of stuff um, yeah. are quite remarkable. How they um uh well, you, they get yeah, so it wouldn't have been like it wouldn't have been you just would he had a hammy. It wasn't like a grade one or a grade two or a grade four. Or yeah, a yeah, yeah. You just go, mate. He's fucking down. Although, remember when Dermy broke his penis? Uh, yeah, but I don't think that was like got in. I don't think it affected him playing. Like yeah, it, he hey. was out, and it was listed groin injury. Oh, really? Truly? Yeah, yeah. It really was. Because all the, all the journos are like, <laughs> we fucking know what it is. I did not know that. I thought it was like an off-season kind of thing or something like it, you know. Because, I mean, when John Brown got his face ca- uh, crash caved in like a few times, 
he came and played the next week because he'd be like, well, I don't run on my face. Like, I figured Dermy would be the kind of guy <laughs> I'd be like, well, I don't run on my dick. Well, no, you don't. But it, it, so if someone yeah, ran on your dick it. and it broke. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other, the other thing that I've noticed being said a lot, and particularly by in commentary, and when they're talking, not like commentary of the game, but when they're talking around a football club, is levers. They're talking about levers to pull. We've got a few levers we can pull. Okay. You know, when they're talking about like potential draft picks or what they're going to do on the trade sort of situation, they're like, oh, we've got a few levers we can pull on that. And it's like, what what did we do pre-levers? What did we just, we fucking made the moves. We didn't we didn't pull the levers. That's a really interesting point. I have, I have not observed that before, but that's really fascinating. Pulling the so levers. they'll be like, you know, if they're going to throw, say, someone into the midfield, they go, oh, well, we'll pull, pull that a lever. lever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, beforehand, you used to just fucking, maybe you'd move a magnet, but now we're pulling levers. Magnets, fucking forget about the magnets. Did, did you find, like, with terminology and a bit, like, do you find that when it first initially comes in, you go, oh, you're a fucking push. wanker. I don't want to fucking... push back. I'm never going to use yeah. that word. But then eventually yeah. you kind of find yourself using that word. Like, I'm trying to think oh, of the top of my head, like, like, window. So, um... Uh, oh, okay. We've got a two-hour window, so let's do that. Yeah. Like initially, when yeah. you hear that, you go, "You're a fucking advertising <laughs> wanker." But now you do say it. You're like, "Oh, we got a window here. We can do this." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, kind of... it's horrible. I mean, I often when I'm like at the cafe, I'll be like, "Oh, she, she gave me the old shake and bake." You know, just little <laughs> things like that. You know, when she sold me fucking latte candy, just little things that you just go, "Fuck, why am I saying that?" Yeah, sure. I remember being in line at Coles just the other day, yep. and uh, and there was someone kind of about to hit the line at the same time as me. Oh, don't tell me it was a foot race. It was a foot race. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Geelong have uh, banned banners from their cheese squad. What the f- what the fuck? I mean, what? Okay, why would you do that? We only just got them back after COVID fucking destroyed our ability to have a bit of a chuckle before the game and see a couple of good rhymes where you went, oh, yeah, nice one. And now every team is doing them except Geelong's pulled it. Why would they do that? Why would they do that to their fans? Why would they do that to their cheer squad? It, this this reeks of just, you know, you know why they made this thing? As soon as Frank Costa goes. Chaos. They go, yeah, yeah. absolutely. False shit, yeah. It's like you're, you're a rock metaphor all over again. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, Saddam Hussein, when he was there, the Iraqis loved a fucking banner. They loved a banner. They rhymed and they were humorous and they gave a bit of a point. Like, yeah. remember when um, Saddam killed his 300,000th um, political prisoner and he ran yeah. through the banner <laughs> and he and he and he's carrying Uday and Kusei with him? <laughs> <laughs> it was very sweet. It was adorable. It was. It was, it was beautiful. Great photos. Great moment. They bring it to the eye. <laughs> yeah. They have no. They haven't really given a reason. Actually, they say to the end of the year they're not going to have banners. Now I don't know if that means if they make the grand final they're going to have a banner or something like that. But they oh, yeah. and the but they say they're going to replace it. I, I I'm, I'm going to presume it's a COVID thing, like keeping people away from players. I'm going to presume that, but I'm not totally sure. But they say that they're going to instead. Well, actually, it's not a COVID thing by the fact instead they're going to run through a guard of honor of chosen cheer squad members. Well, that's weird. I I don't. I mean, as as a you know what, as a cheer squad member, I wouldn't mind that. But you just it's just too weird to have one team going through a banner and another team not doing it. And I think Geelong should be um, asked, uh, given a please explain from the AFL. Like This starts at the top. You let this fucking shit happen at one club, starts at another club, all of a sudden we're not going through banners. And as pointless as banners have become over the last few years, where, you know, 
they run through a little slit in the middle and then yeah, it gets yeah. changed and stuff. Yeah. It's still tradition and we've got to stick to it. Otherwise, the very fabric of our game, it just it, it won't be worth going a- anymore, Michael. I don't see the point. Do you feel like banners are shit? Like... I feel like when I was a child, I, may, I actually had a bit of an affinity for the banners. Like I, I, I wanted to get the game to see the banners. That oh, was like a little. That was a little catchphrase. Like mum and dad would joke about. Like you know, I'm like, come on, come on, we gotta, we gotta see the banners. But I felt like they put more effort into them in the 80s and 90s than they do today. I mean, we have the bright spots of Danny McGinley and the dogs and all that kind of stuff. But I feel yeah. like they now they're just kind of like just an extra billboard, really. There's a little bit of that, and the and the rhymes are kind of just they're not having a crack at anyone. They're not particularly funny. They're mm. just a bit like they're going through the motions, I think, and that's what's really disappointing. There's a book um, I have in the cupboard here. I think it's called a run through, a run through of the run throughs, and it's oh like yeah. about a 50, 60, 70 page book yeah. that just has a bunch of pictures of old banners and the like, and kind of you know, um, the you know, uh, famous ones or historical ones or, um, but yeah, it's actually a really cool book. That's probably the first book you masturbated to. <laughs> <laughs> but can I just say, Fucking how about this, Geelong? <laughs> how about this, Geelong? We're in, we're in COVID times, right? The economy's starting to, um, you know, the economy's just starting to pick back up. Mm-hmm. Why would you crush the crepe paper industry like this when it's been on its knees all it's last year? It's been on year? its knees, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, all, know, all around the country, there were no banners. No and, so and the crepe paper industry is just sitting on tons of crepe paper going, fucking no one wants it anymore. No parties? Mm-hmm. No piñatas? Mm-hmm. The one chance the crepe paper industry has to get back on its feet and Geelong just fucking spits in its face. Yeah, it's kind of like weird. It with Ford. I don't really know how they, how they, why, they, why they're doing it. But also, I mean, it's been a rough year for Geelong, as we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, no cat, man. Like, oh, man. The club's falling apart. Yeah, I, I, I'd imagine them would probably be... Um, would they be moved to Tassie? Is that a prime thing? Like, if they're going to start doing shit like this... I've been hearing reports out of AFL House. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a barista I know who works there. And uh, <laughs> and he's been saying, yeah, there's been a bit of talk about Geelong moving to, um, uh, moving to Tasmania. Um, well, you know, if you're going to disrespect the traditions of our game, that's where you're going to end up. Mm. Hey, uh, football in real life? Hit me. From Josh... I've just returned from a lunchtime trip to Victoria Garden Shopping Centre in Richmond, in Melbourne, having crossed over, uh, having crossed over with the human meatball himself, Dion Prestia. He was waiting to pay at the counter of one of the massage places within the centre. You'd think he'd have access to all the massages he could want at any football club. He mm. clocked me staring at him, which was surely an unrelaxing end to his relaxing time at Green Palm Foot Heaven. <laughs> there you go. That's a hell of a name, hey? Well, maybe, maybe he'd trek through um, Ikea and, you know, after an argument with the, with the bloody miso and then he knows he's going to go home and there's going to be one part left over and fucking Alan Key, you know, and he's probably just had a, he's had a human meatball and a Swedish meatball. Here we go. That's actually a really good point though. Like you figure like he'd get his massages whenever he wanted to. Do you think they just show up to the club when they want a massage? Or do you think you have to kind of like, it's a bit, that's a bit not cool? Like, I mean, I suppose, like, yeah, at the okay. club... Yeah, Excellent they, question without notice. At the club, I don't think you'd hire... You wouldn't have a full-time masseur, would you? Like, it'd be no, an organised No, I reckon you would thing. have... But they'd be physios, wouldn't they? Physios and osteos that would perform it. So I reckon you could pretty much get a massage whenever you want. But it would be a, you know, deep tissue fucking sports massage. You're jumping out of the fucking... Off the bed. Whereas he might have gone in for a little bit of a... 
a scalp massage, a relaxing scalp massage, or a nice oil foot massage, or something, you know, something gentle, a bit of shiatsu. A bit low key, yeah, no, that's a good point, actually. Are you a big massage? Are you a big massage guy? I do get a lot of massages, yeah. Really? How often would you get them? Uh, At least once a month. I, I do a lot of running and stuff, I just get really sore. Yeah, okay, interesting. And I go, uh, you know, I go quite, quite a, quite a clip, you know. E- every time I'm out there, it's a, it's a foot race. I think, and I've, I think I've had like. When's the last time you had a massage? Uh, I would reckon maybe 2011. <laughs> <laughs> I, why then? Oh, I had like kind of a you could you could almost like feel it, but like a knot, a couple of knots yep. in my in my upper back. So I just got them to get out and get worked out. Yeah. So even when we were in Bali for a friend of the show Limo's wedding, you didn't go and get a massage in Bali. No, no, I, do, I wouldn't even have thought of that. Yeah, amazing. I, yeah, I think th- I think the first one I got like maybe like about three years before that. Um, maybe someone gave me a voucher for a birthday present or something. Yeah. I can't remember. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I went and got one. And um, the bo- you know, the bloke puts on like you know relaxing music and stuff. And then halfway through, like the the Twin Peaks theme came on. <laughs> I'm like that's that's not relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> You're freaking me out now. Oh, I'm worried about how this is going to end. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm really not a massage guy. Yeah. I'm anyway, sorry to hear that. Anyway, that's okay. Hey, are we going to hit the road? We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. And please donate to our Patreon so Michael can get some massages. Yeah, dude. I need to get uh, <laughs> get some things worked out. Yolks. Yeah. Go blue. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.